Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh, my God. The moral is, you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome to another episode of Good Pop, Bad Pop, where we endeavor to be good, bad, and not bad, good. And I'll explain what that means later. You're here with MNT. Today we're talking about both sides of the spectrum and movie quality. The good, bad, the bad, goods, The good, goods, the bad, bads. Bad, good, bad, bads? And the bad, good, bad, bad, goods. Okay. Today we're right. talking bad movies. We're talking Razzies. And if we have time, we'll talk good movies and Oscars. <laughs> Only if there's time. Having a glance at the nominees, I, I think I know which one I'm the target audience for. <laughs> um, how are you, Em? I am not bad. Not bad. I uh, keep this week off starting with uh, episode two of Miracle Workers, which is very good. Um, not used to this weekly episode business on streaming services. It's so jarring. <laughs> I feel like it's a real step back. Like, they pride themselves on advertising the binge and then like here's an episode every two weeks yeah well i guess it's hard if it's partnered with a with, you know with an american studio and they've got to do it week by week so it is what it is i guess i'm just mm. my brain's been trained to i liked that i'll watch another one especially with the 20 minute episode yeah yeah it's rough doing it for such a short one our one like the longer ones like riverdale i can understand but uh yeah so what else have you been watching this week? Sorry, A, wanted to make a cameo. Alexa, always listening. Whoops, oh. I've done it again. Why would you bring... I was wondering what you were looking at. I'm like, oh, is there a ghost I'm in this sure room? Shut up, woman! <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. She's so rude. Yeah, she's, she's uh, I brought this spy into my household. I, I can only blame myself. That is true. So what have you been doing this week, T? I have started Umbrella Academy. Oh, yes. Two episodes in. Mm-hmm. Now... Um, if you're not familiar with Umbrella Academy, it's a bit unique in that it is not a Marvel or a DC licensed work. Um, well, there are lots of other graphic novels out yeah, there. Yeah, but none that are producing the television shows. Right. Like, everything I've watched in the superhero genres have been um, a Marvel or DC, so this mm. one's its own thing. Um, on the fence thus far, I think it's very similar in tone to Titans, which is the DC one I reviewed a week or two ago, and I've gotten that vibe from a few people. They said they've done Umbrella Academy, then tried to watch Titans, and couldn't watch Titans, because it was the same thing. And I've I, been liking Umbrella Academy so far. I like that it's got some fun characters. Such as? All of the numbers that are children. <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen two episodes. They're, um... My favorite's a guy called Five because he's like seven and murders everyone. Mm. It's um. That was a very confusing statement. You like Five, but he's like seven. Is he like seven? We don't know that yet. We're only two episodes in. No, as an age. I know. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um. Other than that, I rewatched the Paddington movies. Oh yes. And. Just so I can make Em watch the Paddington movies. Yes, that is true. Did you love them? Were they the best? I did quite like them. They were very lovely. I enjoyed all the wordplay in it. It was all very clever. A hundred ways to describe raining. Mm. Oh, not just that, but um, 
I can't think of any examples now, of course. Um, but there's lots of, you know, things that are behind Paddington indicating what he's about to do or whatnot, and it's quite interesting. Hmm. Really enjoy that about it. I've been thinking about Paddington a bit, and I posit that Paddington is a superhero. Hmm. Do tell. Yeah. So, similar origin story to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And he rolls around England, so he's your, your friendly neighbourhood Paddington bear, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just in London. Um, he stops baddies catches the criminals i mean he's a superhero mm-hmm. and his only superpower is like super british politeness <laughs> like yes yeah so by being polite he saves the day but he also gets in trouble by being so polite oh so does peter parker well, that's a good point i suppose yeah and he hides marmalade sandwiches instead of backpacks around everywhere yeah. <laughs> mostly in hats <laughs> Uh, the preservatives in the bread in um, England is out of this world, mm. those sandwiches. But yeah, so think about it. Paddington Bear, superhero, let me know. Other than that, do you got any, what else you've been watching? I was just trying to think if they both wore pants, but neither of them really wear pants, given Spider-Man wears like a bodysuit and Paddington just cruises around a jacket. Well, he doesn't need Why to... don't bears wear pants? No bears ever wear pants. Well. Just shirts. That's weird. Also, he wears, like, a, a, a jacket, and he doesn't really have a shirt under it. Must chafe. Maybe he's a flasher. <laughs> Maybe he's He's not. a public menace. Peter yeah. Capaldi was right. Yeah, well, there you go. Hmm. Um, in news this week, Netflix finally pulled the trigger and cancelled the Netflix Avengers lineup. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, I knew it was coming, but still... Yeah, the nail in the coffin that is Marvel on Netflix, isn't it? Mm, so goodbye to Daredevil, goodbye to Jessica Jones. Actually, we have one more season of Jessica Jones that's been completed. Season three is coming out later this year. We knew Daredevil was cancelled. Punisher was the other one that was Punisher's cancelled. Punisher and Jessica Fist, Jones were the ones Defenders. that just pulled the, the pin on. Yeah, you're right. So the last two. Yes. So that's done. And I've speculated about this before. I love Daredevil. That was probably the only one I really loved. Mm. Everything else is just okay for me. Daredevil was my favourite, and I did like Jessica Jones, um, but the others were kind of boring. Did not like Luke Cage. It was just took too long to go anywhere. Mm. Not my bag. Yeah, so that's done. I didn't watch Punisher. I've been meaning to, but... Hmm. Uh, what else? Announced a sequel for Quiet Place. Ooh. Quiet Place 2? Yeah. Too Quiet, Too Place? <laughs> Quieter Place? I don't know. Uh, they haven't come out with a name for it. Apparently I have suggestions. I'll send um, Krasinski an email. True. So this was interesting. puzzling that he's yeah. in it. Oh, well, I believe so. He's the one who broke the news about it anyway. Well, the first one was a, quite a self-contained adventure. So I'm, I'm like, they can follow the family, continue with their antics, or go to another place in the world. But the novelty of the, the dead silent thing is done. Like, we've seen this explored. It would just be the same thing. You've got to... Yeah, but you said that about... Um... I mean, you could make the same argument for uh, one of those movies that we watched like four of that were scary. <laughs> scary movies that there are four of. Yeah. You know, everyone Fast murders everyone. No. Everyone murders everyone. Yeah. You know, they've got that murder night. Murder night. Oh, The Purge. The Purge. <laughs> yeah, murder night. The Purge. <laughs> I, I, are you saying... Purge election year was derivative of the first ones. Yes, I am. It, it's that one's fascinating because they were not none of them were good movies. But it was just such a fascinating concept. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, could you not make the same argument that that's just doing the same thing over and over again? So why couldn't A Quiet Place mm. do that? I'll believe it when I see it. I wasn't a big fan of The Quiet Place. It was mm. just okay for me. Bummer. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the other big news item, bit of rumours. So if you recall, James Gunn got canned from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm. But they've just announced they're going to use his script anyway. So he oh, right. he wrote a script, and um, but that's owned by Disney, and they canned him for ten year old tweets, mm. which is a thing. If you're getting into Hollywood, scrape that Twitter history. It's yes. becoming Delete epidemic. Everything. Delete <laughs> everything. Do not exist online. Do not have an opinion. Advice from T, um, which is interesting because it was he writes a good script. He's built it out two quality Guardians movies. True, but they're very specific types of comedy and without him at the front you wonder if it'll be just as good mm. yeah I don't know it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens not to mention the whole rights on intellectual property did he try to get the script back or were they just like no no well, we I, own you I think that's very much a Disney owned you thing I mm. assume that's something they're pretty big on uh, well yes obviously mm. I mean, it's not like he could take it anywhere else <laughs> so yeah. eh <laughs> Um, that's all my news items. You got anything else? What you've been watching? What you've been reading? What you've been learning? Uh, no, only some Oscar thoughts, which I'll save for after our prime segment. Okay, so coming up next, we dive into award season with a focus on the bad rather than the good. After the break. Welcome back. So, there are what I call four categories of movies. Yes. There's good, good movies, uh-huh. movies that were good, planned to be good, and were good. We're talking your Titanics, your Jurassic Parks, your Avatars, your Little Nickies. Blockbusters, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Blockbusters like Little Nicky. Yep. Um, then you've got your bad, good movies. Movies that were meant to be good. Bad. But were not. Usually associated with a, a box office bomb. Right. You've got your Wild Wild Wests. <laughs> you've got your Battlefield Earths. What even is that? Oh my god, you haven't seen Battlefield Earth? I have a lot to tell you about Battlefield Earth. That's oh, coming. Oh, alright. Then you've got Bad Bads. Movies that were meant to be bad and were bad. Like, oh, let's go. Here Come the Spartans. Date movie. Anything after the fifth scary movie. <laughs> uh, Jack and Jill. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Bad movies that were meant to be bad and were bad. And confirmed by everyone. Then you have the fourth category. Mm, your favourite category of movie categories. Good bad. <laughs> Good, bad movies. Movies that weren't expected to be good, thus bad, but were good in their badness. Mm-hmm. I'm talking The Room, Troll 2, Sharknado, Birdemic, these kind of movies. Yeah. And... Your lovable B-grades. Yeah. And there's we're going to explore the fascinating history of these and talk about some of our favourites. Mm-hmm. And we actually belted out a few of them this week. Just the fascination with bad movies. The reason we're doing this is the Razzies were last night, the Golden Raspberry Awards. So, running a day before the Oscars, (laughs) for a long time, uh, much tighter than the Oscars, it's, they do worst movies, worst actors, worst, all sorts of things, Mm -hmm. and I actually had seen a lot of these movies, and, um... Does that say something about us? (laughs) Well, does it say something about us, or does it say something that Hollywood's in a bit of a bubble and not the regular Joe... Like, I looked at the Oscars for movies to watch after, but, I mean, 
other than Black Panther. Anyway, you'll break it down later. But I will. But there is a lot to be said about um, if Oscars should be awarding popularity or artisticness. Um, so that's something that was debated because they nearly actually brought in a most popular category, but then they backtracked on that idea. Scrapped it when everyone voted for Jack and Jill. <laughs> uh, I don't think they'll be voting for that <laughs> this year. Um, no, that was something that nearly happened for this Oscars coming up tomorrow. So, um, yeah, but they it's something they can that... to be... Well, what would be the most popular movie? Well, that, I assume that they would be... It'd be a Marvel movie They or would be Star measuring or... it on um, box office numbers, I would assume. In yeah. which case you'd already know, but I don't know. Maybe they would measure it otherwise. But either way, it's scrapped, so it doesn't really matter. Continue talking about the Razzies. So we're going to go through the winners, and I actually have views on a lot of these. Um, no doubt. Yeah, let's start with worst movie, the big one. One mm. we had a lot of thoughts about. Holmes and Watson. That was a very bad movie. Took a home worst movie of the year. Now, Will Ferrell, uh, Bill C. Riley, together again. John C. Riley, sorry. I'm so bad at <laughs> I'm names. I'm so bad at names. I even wrote it down and I got it wrong. Um, <laughs> doing their take on Sherlock and... Well, we don't need to go into it because we've already talked about it. Yeah. Um, it's just the track record of these guys, you know, Step Brothers, mm. Talladega Nights. I mean, stick these two in a room. Let them do their thing, and they got it wrong. The movie was awful, and I 100% agree with that being the worst movie of the year. Great. If you want to know more about our views on that one, check episode something <laughs> some mm. months ago. Um, they do bad actors and bad supporting actors and stuff, too. The bad actors was given to Donald Trump. Oh, um, just for presidency? Or? No, there was a, a doco called Death of a Nation by a sort of like a alt-right Uh, I remember hearing something about that, yeah. I didn't take it seriously because the guy describes himself as a social media provocateur, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, so he did a doco and Trump got given the worst acting for it. Mm. I haven't seen it, so I don't, not really my forte. But worst actress went to Mel McCarthy. That's interesting. For the Happy Time Murders. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, was that only last year? Yes. All right. We reviewed it on this podcast. You know what's funny about that? Well... She's nominated for an Oscar. Yes, and this <laughs> happens quite a lot. Interesting. So, Happy Time Murders was the one with the puppets. No one realised that doing a noir detective film with puppets, you should probably lean to the comedy. Yeah. And they didn't. Mel McCarthy was the human. <laughs> and I don't think she was a bad actor in it. I just think... Well, I thought too, like, uh, of the roles that she has done, I would call it a preferable role. <laughs> Yeah, like, given the content, she did all right. It's not all bad for Mel McCarthy. She got the Redeemer Award. Oh, okay. Which means they have an award for people from bouncing back from bad performances. Oh, that's nice. The reason is, as you pointed out, she's up for an Oscar for Best Actress, or Supporting Actress, maybe, for Can You Forgive Me? That's right. Uh, best best Actress she's best up actress. for for that, yeah. Now, this happens quite a lot. Yeah. Let's go back a few years. Sandra Bullock. She rocked up to... Except her Razzie for All About Steve. Okay. That year, she won Best Actress for The Blind Side. Hmm. Halle Berry rocked up to accept her Razzie for Catwoman. Mm-hmm. That year, Oscar Monster nominated Ball? for Monster Ball. Right, yeah. So, it's interesting. Is it like, because <laughs> in one year you give all to so much, like you, you just give everything to one role that then you just can't be fucked with whatever else you get given that year? So you're like, oh, I'm just going to coast through this one. I'm exhausted from my last run. Yeah, I, I guess the implication is you put a lot of effort into a role where you're 
you know, viewed to get an Oscar. And then, so you've got no effort left for your other ones. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was interesting that Mel McCarthy's up for an Oscar. I, I've not seen her in a serious role. So I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm very, you know, I would like to see that movie now. Cause I'm like, I need to see her be serious. Cause my fa- I think I would have to say my favorite role of hers is probably Bridesmaids. Um, but, but I, yeah, I comedy, do like yeah. her as comedy support, not never a comedy lead, but comedy agreed, support, agreed. she's great in. Um, so yeah, very interested to see her serious work, yeah. but that's not uncommon for comedians to try their hand at drama. It's a bit of a challenge, you know, hmm, hmm. or as Nick Kroll once pointed out, it's purely an ego thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood ego? No. <laughs> I know. Um, other ones, John C. Riley got worse supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other interesting one was Fifty Shades Freed, worst screenplay. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't at least. surprise Isn't anyone. It like the fourth or fifth one of those. And, uh, and, and I saw the first one, and that was bad. I don't know if they did the classic split the third part of the trilogy into part one and part two. Oh, good lord! I hope not. It could have been what they done. Um, Ugh. Yeah, so that's the Razzies, um, which got us thinking, and it was a bit. Um, serendipitous that Viceland was doing a bad movie marathon week. Yes. And I was just channel flicking and, I mean, free-to-air TV, yuck. My TV didn't give me a choice in the matter. But we thought we'd power through. We watched a few bad movies. We did. Yeah. So we're going to sort of take a walk through the history, starting from about the 80s, and reflect on some bad movie magic. Fantastic. First off, the rank Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Masters of the Universe. Now, we saw the last hour of this movie, and I assume that... It was the last 30 minutes, wasn't it? And I feel like it told us all we needed to see. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose there was some exposition, but I assume we got the gist of it. And what blew me away... Was it the costuming? Yeah. Was how hard it was trying to be Return of the Jedi. Ah, yes. Time-wise, 80s, post-Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They had a little... Ewok equivalent friend, you know, you had humans dealing well, don't with aliens. These are all characters from the TV show, anyway. Yeah, but they did a big action set piece that yeah. struck me very thing. Then they have the big sword fight, and then they do the Emperor Force Lightning, and then he gets thrown off a giant pillar into oblivion, <laughs> and then Skeletor. And post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, the Skeletor comes back from the dead, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was so. What did he say? Something really camp. It was like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, something like that. that was weird. I'll get you, he man. <laughs> so having no setup for this movie, and then it turned very hybrid, no place like home, um, against uh, the metal scene in Star Wars A New Hope. It was just mm. a lot of beats stolen. Um, which Skeletor's mask didn't even fit his face it was weird (laughs) there were weird gaps in it which was very distracting and i think i could see the actor trying to emote behind it but you couldn't tell because it wasn't attached to his head (laughs) it made no sense speaking of george lucas's work and terrible masks yes (laughs) that brings us to our next movie 1986 howard the duck yeah what a film directed by george lucas by George Lucas. You know what? I didn't hate it. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it was bad, but it was... I felt it was good bad, even though the entire premise and plot changed 30 minutes away from the end. <laughs> it does have a cult following uh, because of 
what a bad idea this approach was. Yeah. So if you've never heard of this, so, oh, going back, there's a Marvel character called Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. who is a duck. And more recently, you may have seen him pop up in a post credit scene in Guardians. Yeah, he's made a few brief cameos in Guardians. I think he had a mini thing in um, Spider-Verse. Um, mm-hmm. And they did this live action with a sort of a duck suit. Howard's like three feet tall and has a bill because he's a duck and like just carries on per normal, no more addressing it. The movie starts with him in Duckverse, which is like an alternate reality Earth where ducks evolved into the dominant alpha species. And pun game strong. Yeah. As, um, I think maybe that's what I liked about it. <laughs> the wordplay is phenomenal. Uh, there was um, there was, there was a poster on What's the. What's the martial arts that he does? Oh, quack foo. Quack foo, yeah. Quack condo. Ooh, I don't know. Quack oh, condo. It was there was a poster for Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was like Raiders of the Lost Egg. <laughs> and... Oh, I thought it was Raiders of the Lost Duck. Maybe that too. I yeah. don't know. It was. Oh. It was pretty quality. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, enter three foot duck into um. Earth. Earth, human world. And they spent an hour of this movie with this duck person trying mm. to acclimate. He just rolls around his business and everyone goes, oh, look at duck. And so like, it's, I, I can't, you got to see this. It is the weirdest decision. They, they filmed scenes. There was dailies and someone went, yes, this is all going according to plan. Keep making this movie. The two things that are the weirdest about it is that as soon as you start to just get used to the duck being around then the plot changes entirely and then all of it because the the whole thing is he's trying to get back home uh, but then in the last 30 minutes of the movie oh insert bad guy and going to blow up the earth like first of all why would he care <laughs> yeah and this all happened off camera like the same technology that brought howard the duck to earth brought an alien who's eviler and going to bring evil buddies to evil des- <laughs> destroy the planet but Oh, this happened off camera, and then like, oh yeah, all oh, this stuff happened. Oh no! And then there's aliens, and they hang out for a bit, and it's weird. And then like, we're gonna fight, and oh my god, what a mess! It's like they got three quarters of the way through the movie and went, oh fuck, we forgot to put in a bad guy, and then put it in, and yeah. So I was sort of up until that point, I'm like, oh yeah, this is bad, but I can kind of deal. Um, the other thing that was very unsettling is that he gets a human girlfriend. And um, Leah I, Thompson, by the way. I could have done without seeing any of that, because there's a lot of heavily implied shadows, and I'm like, this is very disturbing. Yeah, because he's three <laughs> foot tall. like And a duck. And a I, duck. I think you're forgetting the main problem here is that he's a duck, too. <laughs> uh, and he goes to an unemployment office, and the unemployment caseworker bends over, and it's implied he's about to bite her on the butt with his like beak. Oh, yeah, that was weird, too. That was so weird. Uh, anyway, you've got a clip for us. I do. So um, this has also produced what was one of my favourite lines that I've heard in a film in some time. Have a listen to this. You know, how hostility is like a psychic boomerang. If you missed that, that was a waitress saying hostility is like a psychic boomerang. <laughs> uh, which was quite out of context. He was just mad because he got served eggs because... Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, this was in a diner. They were ordering lunch. And, and this waitress hits them with the profound. <laughs> Hostility is a psychic boomerang. I might get that tattooed. 
Ah, uh, so uh, yeah, that that's probably my favorite part of of Howard the Duck. I would say, alongside the quality special effects. Oh my god, it was so so, many lasers. so bodge. <laughs> Ends up driving around a disintegrator on a truck. It's absurd. Um, ah, oh, watch the first half of it. Forget it when the aliens come. I mean, I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> um, jumping ahead a few years, an honorable mention to Mac and Me. Which was... I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, so... Explain. It was post-E.T. E.T. was the biggest movie ever. And this... Uh, maybe I have heard of this. Yeah, and Mac has tried to make a movie that was like E.T., but Mac. And... Oh, no. There's, like, the most <laughs> ludicrous exploitation product placement. There's musical numbers around Maccas, and life is Maccas. There's coke in every scene. It's... I want to see this yeah. so bad. I've seen clips. I've not watched it front to back, but <laughs> it's on the list of one of the worst movies of all time. And just oh no, like this movie's popular. Let's make it with McDonald's. <laughs> like yeah, why not? Uh, all right, jumping ahead a few years. Um, Troll two. Troll two. Uh, I think is this probably one of the like the second best worst movie. So this one's a cult one where they still show it in movie theaters. Um, yeah. Probably the second worst movie on my list. Mm. Well, it's one that I've heard the most about besides your favorite number one. <laughs> what was fascinating about it was um, it's about goblins. Mm. There's nothing to do with trolls. They're just troll was another movie. So like, oh, if we make it troll two, people will come and see it. The director was um, an Italian guy who didn't speak English or something, and his directive (laughs) notes was like two degrees translated away. So he'd say something in Italian, they'd translate it, and then he's like, all right, let me convert this to an English conversation. No, exactly how I said it, like, translated. And that's why all the dialogue (laughs) is insane. And there's all the stories of the director's really antsy vegetarians or something and so what? people turn to plants and eat them and that's why one kid gets given a, a double bologna sandwich yeah it's uh <laughs> so it's a schlocky 80s um monster film you've got something for us oh i do i wasn't gonna get it yet i was just uh preparing but uh but one of the because you mentioned the uh stellar dialogue that we've got here um it's not just the dialogue that's bad but of course the quality of acting is equally spectacular and here is probably the most uh, well-known line from troll 2 so good they do the zoom into the mouth thing I thought they were going to keep zooming in to do a fade to black Uh, so that one's pretty good and that also has a famous popcorn scene which I can't even give you context there's a popcorn scene google it it'll blow your mind I don't even remember that it's like erotic and there's popcorn popping and you know what google it (laughs) Uh, good one to watch with friends after a few drinks Alright, um, let's jump ahead to the 90s. First up we've got Johnny Mnemonic, starring Keanu Reeves. Yes, now I tweeted a lot about this as well, watching it. Um, so if you didn't see any of those, you can go back and, and see some of our early thoughts It's um, <laughs> during the time we watched this. Got that cool camp alarmist view of the internet. 
It's very quintessential early 90s internet. And uh, even as we're watching it, it opens with this terrible animation of, you know, inside a computer. And I declared in a very mystery theater 5000 way, the internet. And then it came up on the screen, the internet. (laughs) internet. And it was just perfect. And they have like the finger guns navigating and like they sort of navigate going through cyberspace with virtual hands so and terrible. there's a virus and something's like, raw I'm a virus! And yeah, must fight it. <laughs> we, big, weird, animated, computery doll face, which was a virus. I'm like, what? I think I also shared a picture of that as well on my Twitter if you want to have a look at what people think a virus looks like. And it's set in 2021, so um, prepare yourself. Yep. Two years. And the whole <laughs> premise is you download data into your brain and this guy's got... 100 gigabytes of data. 80 gigabytes. <laughs> 80 gigabytes. 80 gigabytes. In his brain, and he Whoa. has to get it downloaded before everything bad happens. And it was funny, because it was... Uh, anyone who's around technology know how exponentially big data increases, and, like, <laughs> 80 gigabytes was the biggest number they had when they made this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Keanu was a bit stiff. Didn't really have a lot of direction. Wasn't it, quite in his superhero chops yet. Easily his worst role <laughs> that I've seen. Uh, but you know what? what's bad is that while it was really terrible, I could totally see like early Neo in there <laughs> <laughs> from The Matrix. Just begging to come out. Well, this um, is, yeah, if the if, um, Matrix was released five years earlier, this would what the movie would have been. Johnny well, that's basically what it is. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's early 90s Matrix. Um, and, and as if the movie's not really bizarre enough because it's just, you know, kind of camp, we have no idea what the internet is, but here's what we think it could be. Um, I still don't understand what happened at the end, but, um, I'm going to say spoilers, but it's not going to help. There's a dolphin. Oh yeah. It was like this dolphin that had psychic powers, but for technology. It was very puzzling and it, it saves the day, question mark? Did it? I don't understand. It had, like, a robot thing on its head, and it was in a tank. And I was very sad, because this poor dolphin was in this little tank. And did it blow up somebody? Or was it stealing yeah. his memories? I don't no, know what was going on. It could on. affect... It was like EMP could blow up technology, and everyone's got implants and stuff. And this guy was very Jesus-y, full of implants. And then he went, no, 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 no. And the like, guy caught on fire? I don't know. Yeah, um, it was very strange. Um, and and just to give you a sense of urgency, we found a great clip about um, just how important it is to get to a computer. I think I want to get out of this rat hole. I want to get online. I need a computer. I need a computer. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> then again, it's all stuff we've said on a daily basis. Well, that is true. I mean, what much has changed but in, in reality? In this... In this movie, like, computers are magic. <laughs> and, like, you get to a computer, you can do everything. It's very 90s hacker yeah. vibes. It's very weird. And there's there's a, another uh, stellar piece of dialogue from this clip, uh, from this movie, where um, he's, he's expressing how much he doesn't want to be out here trying to save the world. He just wants to be back in the city, living that city life. Had it with you, and had it with all this! So some of his finest work. 
as you can see. I think this came a little bit after Bill and Ted, so I don't know if anyone knew what kind of actor Keanu Reeves was yet. But my God, like this is the most dated movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Like even when you're watching like '80s bad movies and they've got those terrible like highlighter laser beam effects, you at least go, "All right, it's the '80s." Fair enough. But this is uh, no. Why is there a dolphin? <laughs> That's yeah, all I want to know. Dolphin Why made... is there a dolphin? <laughs> the dolphin made no sense. Get that man some goddamn room service. <laughs> he wants the the cold Mexican beer. He does. A all right. sandwich. <laughs> let's stop piling on Keanu. And let's pile on George Clooney. A few years later, ah. Batman and Robin. I didn't hate that. I admittedly, I haven't seen this since I was like 10. But I think that I liked it. We're, this is the movie that brought us bat nipples. Yeah, I remember bat nips. The bat credit card. Yeah. And yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger being Mr. Freeze with mm. just... I mean, I'm sure you could find on YouTube just the collection of all his puns. Ah, uh, see, that's quality, though. Like, you gotta love you got to love some puns in a comic book movie. It's good, it's like, comics are camp. There's a chill coming. <laughs> hey, Freeze! <laughs> And so good. this is the movie where the whole intro of the movie was on ice skates. It was like cry, like Batman on ice. They're rubbing diamonds and there was so much wrong with this movie. Mm. Um, this also had Batgirl, played by Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, he just kind right. of rocked up and was like, I'm Batgirl, I'm helping, I have a motorbike. And it made no sense. Years later, George Clooney apologized <laughs> for um, ruining the Batman franchise because they stopped after that. George got a pile of Razzies, Batman and Robin got a pile of Razzies, and it took to um, Nolan, mm. decade plus later, to bring Batman back. But now it's dead again. But, you know, these things happen in cycles. Yeah, that's true. Alright, let's move to the 2000s. Mm. Jump in if you have any. Uh, I have honourable mentions, but... Um, but Okay, so here's the, here's the problem that I have with the good-bad movie situation. So I think there's a real turning point because you've got to go prior 2000 or even prior 1990 really to get those really good bad movies because a part of that is how movies get dated. Mm. So I don't think you can really compare like a good bad 2000s movie to a good bad 80s movie because it's totally different. There's different thing you're reasons walking into. for them being bad. Yeah, but you can't. I, don't, I just don't think you can appreciate them lovingly. Like it's a very, it's a different kind of good bad. Mm. So, um, for example, one that I've got here um, is Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, I had that one too. Which, uh, which is an, uh, I guess it's a bad movie, but like it's not a bad movie. It's just it's that guy's humor. So if you don't like that, you're not gonna like. But also, movie. it was bad to begin with, and that guy's style of humour, Tom Green, mm. also didn't age well. Well, yeah, I'm not. Saying, I'm definitely not saying it aged well. <laughs> it didn't age well when it was out. But, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you liked Tom Green, you would like this movie. Like, it's not, it's not a bad movie in its own right. It's just the thing that he made. So, like, you couldn't compare something like that to Troll Two, for example. No. Like, it's a very different. But there's a whole. I mean, it, it's bad for certain reasons, but there's lots of movies that are bad for different reasons. Like, mm. I'm going to get into the um, Ed Wood era mm. soon, because, like, that was well before our time, but, yeah. But okay, but I had that on my list, too. Yeah. Another one uh, in 2000s. And again, I just, I can't compare them, because if I think back, I'm like, oh, it's bad, but it's not, like, 
cult that. Or if it is cult, it's cult for a different reason. Like, hmm. Tom Green is cult because he's just got that following. It's got nothing to do with that movie specifically. Um, is Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey, oh, yeah. which was just a movie made to showcase Dana Carvey. And you know what? I'm cool with that because Dana <laughs> Carvey is amazing. Uh, Wayne's World's one of my favorite movies. So, um, I, again, haven't watched it in recent years, so it probably doesn't hold up terrifically. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was it was just one of those things. It was, you know, a person showcasing their talent in a movie. So, eh, hmm. not necessarily... Good, good, or bad, bad. It was just, eh. Now, you, just be great, you know. When I mentioned it before, you haven't heard of Battlefield Earth? No. What wow. Is that? Okay. So, 2000 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, where to start? It's based on the story by Elrond Hubbard. Okay. It's one of the Scientology stories. Oh. This movie stars John Travolta. Okay. And Forrest Whitaker. Wait, he's a Scientologist, isn't he? John Travolta is, is yeah. my understanding. Yes. Is or was, I can't is. remember. Yes. Now, this movie was very bad. Um, oh, this is going to be so... I should have loaded up some clips for this. Anyway, so... Damn. Earth has been taken over by aliens. John Travolta is the local boss of these aliens. Uh-huh. And they're really large. They wear giant suits. Now... Okay. There was a lot of... And humans are enslaved and they're all cavemen again. Mm. And the humans rise up, kick the aliens' ass and so forth. And I'm not going to break it down too much. But for me, what made this awful is no one gave John Travolta any direction or lines. So he's a big Uh. (laughs) overlord alien. Yeah. And every scene ends with maniacal laughter. (laughs) Every scene. So every conversation is like, yes, I'm a big alien boss. <laughs> like, it happens every scene and makes no sense. How and weird. his accent changes from screen to screen. He's like, do an alien accent. And it starts... <laughs> alien yeah, what does that even mean? Exactly. At times is British. At times is Middle American. And it jumps all over the place. And there's a hundred facets why this movie was, like, a huge flop. But mm-hmm. John Travolta's portrayal... Like, oh, I should have found them. But his lines, like, his big, imposing alien, he has to have big, gravitas lines. Mm. And they did not. They gave him really Unlucky. weird dialogue. So, um, if you've not Google best of John Travolta and Battlefield Earth, you will see what I mean very quickly. Mm. Um, that's all I had up until my number one. Did you have any more for us? Not really, no. I mean, I found a, a couple listed as bad movies from um, the 2010s, but they're just bad movies. Like, they're not a good bad movie. They're not really worth discussing. So. <laughs> cool. Best bad movie of all time, The Room. Yes, your favourite. My favourite movie. Um, probably my actual favourite movie. I know, I'm aware. Yep. <laughs> this is so, not a secret. if you know The Room, you know what we're about to talk about. If you don't, ah, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> You're in for a treat, kids. <laughs> so, the enigmatic Tommy Wiseau wrote, starred, directed in a movie in the early 2000s. He had pockets of infinite money to produce this, mm-hmm. and he made every incorrect decision. What? How much did he end up spending again? Six million dollars. Six million dollars. For this That's indie. Absurd. And he made terrible decisions. He didn't know what he was doing, and he just every decision he made was wrong. He also can't act. Um, and he paid to have this run in L.A. for 
God, a long time. Mm. Months and months. Now, it's bad. Now, it got a bit of a cult following because it's so bad, and it's been playing in theatres until this day, 18 years later. Best bad movie of all time. Best bad movie of all time. Um, if you haven't seen it, check out your local well, art house theatre, I guess, and go mm-hmm. to a, usually it's a midnight screening or a late screening, and watch it with people. It's very interactive. It's a lot of fun. If you're in Sydney, um, that is the Orpheum Theatre in Crow's Nest. Crow's yep. Nest, is that where it is? Once uh, a month. Once a month. Every month. Sells out most months. Yeah, and we went last month for another, we had some international visitors, and we're like, hmm, you'll appreciate this. And um, took them to see it. Mm. Um, now, this movie was great by itself yes. in terms of a good bad movie. But we could do an entire episode yeah. about this, and we probably will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's grown the mythology of this movie. Mm. So the kickoff of this was, and one of the actors in the movie, Greg Sestero, who's Tommy Wiseau's oh, best friend, I guess. He wrote a book called The Disaster Artist, about his experience making this movie and explores the friendship with this enigmatic man and the creation of the worst movie of all time. Yes. And the stories are fascinating. You see it on camera and you're like, that was a weird decision. And then you watch how that decision got made and it just brings more questions. Yeah. Now... Good read. Yeah, the book's Good amazing. Good read The Disaster Artist. A lighter version of this was actually made a movie. The movie yes. The Disaster Artist, starring James Franco and Minnie Franco, also known as Dave Franco. Which is always fun to explain to people. People always say, what's The Disaster Artist about? And you go, well, it's based off a book that's about the worst movie that's made. So this is a movie about a book about a movie about life. Now, <laughs> now and the movie follows bit more of a Disney-fied version of the story of two buddies yeah. releasing a movie against all odds, and it's hilarious. With a cameo by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, and um, I um been waiting for that movie since 2014, came out 2017, and the ultimate thing for me was Franco winning awards for playing this man, and he got a Golden Globe for his yeah. performance of Tommy Wiseau. It he, was pretty good. Yeah, he didn't get a nomination at the Oscars, he had some... um. Stiff comp that year, wasn't it? Yeah, and he also had some drama. Like, he was oh, out yeah. of vogue. He had some bad timing stuff. Anyway, we'll go into that. But um, that's a good movie, too. Now, the reason I bring up The Disaster Artist, that's not a bad movie at all. But there's this fascination with these bad directors. Mm. So this one ex- explores the story of Tommy Wu. So uh, another one we watched recently was Ed Wood. Yes. By Tim Burton. Early 90s. All in black and white. Interesting story. So well, I think that's to reflect the movies that Edward made. Mm. So Edward, director, aspiring director in the forties, fifties, thirties, thirties. Wow, in the thirties, and I think he, it's the thirties. I don't think it was. Anyway, whatever. Mm. Eighty years ago, mm. he makes monster movies or tries to, and he was voted the worst director of all time. He released dozens of movies. He was obsessed with stock footage. He would weave it into his movies, and he just sort of begged his way in. And some of his most famous ones are uh, Glen or Glenda, which was his first movie. Ah, uh, yes. Um, because Edward himself had a was a big fan of wearing ladies' clothes, and someone wanted to make a movie about this, so he went, I know all about this, and made this movie, and it was hilariously bad. He made a bunch of monster movies. 50s, you're right. 
fifties. Plan Nine yeah. from Outer Space was nineteen fifty-nine. Yeah, and his greatest piece of all time, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Now, the movie Edward follows the story of the creation of this, um, where I think a church approached him like, "We want to make twelve movies for the church," and he's like, oh, "I'm just going to make one good movie, then use the profits. Hell, give me the money. I'll make my movie, and with the profits, you can make." Or your movies. And so he scammed a church to give him this money to make the worst sci-fi zombie monster police noir film ever made. Very baffling. Pick um, a genre, dude. Yeah. And so some of this stuff, if you do get a chance, watch the best of Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's hilarious. He only believed in one take. He'd have people tripping over sets and he'd be like, cut, move on. And like... uh Guy sort of fell over mid-scene. Now you're doing it. It's like, nah, no one, no one pays attention to that. <laughs> yeah, no one looks for the details in movies. Yeah, um, and yeah, and that's the worst director of all time. So Ed Wood, if you want to see, very similar to the Disaster Artist mm. exploration, one of these bad directors. And if you just want to dive right in, uh, Glenn or Glenda, and Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes, indeed. And that wraps up my bad movie quick zip through history of some of our favorite bad movies. Spectacular. Spectacular. So, to balance this out after the break, M's probably going to tell us some stuff about some boring movies. AKA The Oscars! The Oscars! After the break. Welcome back. M, apparently good movies exist still. Apparently they do. If you believe Hollywood. If you believe Hollywood. All the old white men who uh, run the Oscars. Um, so a couple of changes in the Oscars this year. Uh, I think this is the first time since 1989, since we haven't had an official host for the Oscars. I read about this today. Mm. Um, so ever since Kevin Hart stepped down from the role, um, they're old not... Old tweets. <laughs> Watch those old tweets. Yes. Um, but yet, just don't be racist and homophobic. That too. I feel like... If you don't do that, you're doing well. <laughs> so, um, no official host, but there will be a series of celebrities doing segments. It just means that there's going to be no opening monologue. Because the Oscars goes for three and a half hours. So, even though we're in such a, um, you know, we're high consumers of media these days, three and a half hours is a lot to ask. So, they're trying to trim it down as much as they can. They're going to pull some awards. They're going to, have to add some more. But it's all um, all fairly same, same. Still keeping the same amount of songs and whatnot, um, but just no opening monologue. So uh, we'll be a bit, bit different this year, which is a shame because every year I look forward to seeing who's going to make an international embarrassment of themselves doing <laughs> saying something inappropriate as the host of the Oscars. So I just want to chat through um, some of these categories, some we care more about than others. So, of course, we've got to chat best picture. So uh, the, there are two big favourites that are up for most awards is Roma, uh, which is sort of favorited to win for best picture. And, um, oh, what's the other one? Um, the favorite. Yeah. The favorite. <laughs> is it the favorite? Uh, it is the favorite for a lot of things. So I'm going to make a movie called the Oscar winner for oh, best movie. And I like it. Yep. <laughs> I could, uh, probably win a Razzie if you make it. Um, but so for, for Best Picture, there's Roma Black Klansman is nominated. Was that nominated for Best Movie? Yes, it was. Huh. Um, as well as Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, A Star is Born, and Vice. I've been meaning to see Vice. I heard that was pretty good. I don't know anything about that. Um, now, the reason I haven't seen A Star is Born is because I think it's like, the th- what, the third remake of a movie? And so because of that, I'm like, I just can't care about it. 
Um, I, I, but it is up for a lot of awards, so I might have mm. to actually watch it. Boo. Lady Gaga acting. I haven't seen it yet, but... Well, she's also nominated for an award. All right. So there you go. Power to um, So I have yet to see Black Klansman. Um, I think... Black Panther was good, but I certainly wouldn't say it's best picture good. Yeah, I feel there's a bit of um, they just momentum put that in. There. Well, yeah, they've gone. Oh shit, we always pick white movies. We better put this one in. Like the, yeah. like I think. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great that there's a movie that's like ninety nine percent people of color actors, but um, I do think that they've putting it in there is a little bit tokenistic rather a bit than bit of virtue signaling. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. I mean, it was good, but it, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, don't get me wrong, I really liked Black Panther, but um, as far as best picture goes, I, I don't think so. Um, but what do I know? I'm not a dude who runs did Hollywood. Did Topher Grace get nominated for anything? Sadly, no. Oh, but did. Adam Driver did. Adam Driver did, yeah. okay. So, uh, moving on to best actor, Christian Bale is up for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. uh, Viggo Mortensen... For Green Book, um, I've not seen any of those movies, so I cannot comment. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we should probably watch Vice. Also, I only just found out this week because someone else brought on to my attention that Christian Bale is English. Did not know that. Really? Yeah. Did you know that? I thought he was from Gotham. Well, I think we're both wrong then. Um, in terms of best actress, like we talked about before, Melissa McCarthy is up, which is um, baffling, for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yulitza Aparicio for Roma, so more for Roma again. Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favourite, and Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. Hmm. So much to think about there as well. Um, and for best support, um, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. Oh, Sam Elliott in that. Yeah. Does he have any Oscars? He strikes me that he's been in a lot of movies. I'm not sure. So I think I'd be excited for him if he did get one. He's not going to get an Emmy for um, The Ranch. Probably not. <laughs> um, so who else is up for that? What was I saying? Best support. Um, Mahashala Ali for Green Book. And Richard Grant for Can You Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, Amy Adams is up for Best Support for Vice. I don't like her. We talked about that last episode. But you don't like Amy Adams? Yeah. Which one's Amy Adams? Wait, is that the... Is she the one that's in Crank? No, it's Amy Smart. Oh. Complete. Amy one's... Adams is an actor. Amy Smart was that girl in Road Trip. Okay. And Rat Race. Um, is, is, is Amy Adams... She's not the one from Mean Girls, is she? I'm not great with names. Yes. She is? Amy Adams. Yes. yes. And yeah, um, Wedding why, Crashers. That's why I get them mixed up, because they're blonde girls both called Amy. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want from me? Uh, anyway, so she's up for Best Support for Vice. Um, again, people in Roma. And uh, Emma Stone is also up for The Favourite. So uh, so there's two two actresses up for Best Support. Uh, so Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Wait, that's not Amy Adams. Never that's mind. Not, no, who's Amy Adams? Show me Amy Adams. She's in, like, an actor. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Oh, she doesn't look familiar to me. <laughs> We're not good at good movies. This is this is not for us. No, no. Send us to the Razzies and <laughs> we've probably seen them all. Um, best director. So this, you know, sort of speaks a bit more about an overall tone of a film, how it was put together. Um, and again, Roma. 
as well as the favorite and Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Vice and Cold War, which I believe is a um, foreign language film. Now, best animated feature, which I thought you might have some opinions on. Oh, there's only one. Well, that is true. Uh, but as for what's nominated, we've got Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mireille, I don't know, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse. Lock it in. Obviously, I would like Spider-Verse to win. If Isle of Dogs won, I wouldn't be disappointed because that movie was adorable and just so weird. Like, it was just so endearing. I really liked Isle of Dogs. It was so cute weird <laughs> always so weird um but yeah so i'm hoping for into the spider-verse would you agree yeah no yeah. contest yeah i think the other favorite was uh, incredibles 2 but incredibles that was, 2 was only decent for i me. did not like it you like it yeah. no i didn't like incredibles 1 either so i don't know if that's got to do with it but um yeah i don't know just not into the incredibles but i mean that there's but into the spider-verse has it all like it's got a great soundtrack a compelling story visually it's beautiful um Great characters. I mean, that's got it all. It was my favourite movie last year, so I'm happy for that. And uh, lastly, I just want to quickly mention Best Visual Effects, because we have um, a couple of good movies in here. So we got Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo. Hmm. Now, I do remember thinking that Ready Player One was visually pretty great. I'm kind of peeved that... Um, into the Spider-Verse wasn't in Best Visual Effects. Well, does it get, does it get disqualified because it's an animation? I'm not sure, maybe. So that that's the only thing that I thought, maybe because it's an animation, that's a whole different sort of category mm. or what the go was there. But, um, but yeah, and I don't remember Infinity War being particularly visually spectacular. Oh, they go to the alien planet, the Thanos. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like, for example, I think um, Black Panther was better than than Infinity War for visual effects. Yeah. All well, the anyway. Black Panther effects were in Infinity War as well. Cause oh, yes, both. But, but not as not as much, like, yeah, not to that degree. Mm. And um, so so I would personally like to see Ready Player One take that out. I don't remember Solo being particularly visually fantastic. I've Ever since Avatar didn't win it, there's been no correlation to me to what effects are and what warrants an Oscar. Mm. I think it lost a gravity or something i don't know yeah i don't know so um but anyway so they're the they're the they're the oscar nominations for all the big awards anyway so um i've not really seen many of them do you think that um black Klansman would be worthy of awards no no straight up i enjoyed no? it i had a lot of interesting components to it but it wasn't a um sorry taco the dog wants to weigh in always continue um wasn't wasn't like best movie worthy. It had some cool stuff in it, some interesting stuff, but no, it wasn't mm. a, wasn't a year changing movie for me. Bummer. Adam Driver's pretty great though. Yeah, I'd be pretty pumped if he won an award. Like, but my um, the best acting in that was Topher Grace playing um the Grand Dragon of the KKK. Yeah. So he hosts a radio show which sort of soundtracks the whole movie where he's just talking about, you know, quite open on the radio. Like, it's just that here's the order of the races, and this is a different and very. It's so creepy. It's and he does a real good job. Given... So you would rate his performance over Adam Driver's? Yeah. Oh, really? So Adam Driver's thing is just um, he's undercover in the clan, but he's mm. Jewish, and everyone's saying yeah. horrible things about Jewish people, and he just has to be all you know, chill about it. And mm. that that was cool ten scenes, but Topher Grace like, 
And given you just know what a nice guy Topher Grace is, it's so... It's such a good performance. Oh, it would have been (laughs) very nice to see him get an Oscar. That would be quite lovely. Could you imagine? Ah, it'd be fantastic. You go, Rick Foreman. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's sort of my Oscar wrap. And um, in our next episode, we'll talk about the winners and what we thought. And uh, we'll probably try to... Maybe we'll try and watch one of them. Yeah, we should probably... Are they still the movies? I don't think so. We'll have to find where they're streaming. So we'll do that. Um, And we'll give some opinions on those. And that brings this episode to a close. If you have a cult bad movie that you love for its badness, let us know. Because I love them. I would like to watch more. Yes. So please uh, send us a tweet at goodpop underscore badpop. Or you can flick us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash podcast. Until next week, tell us your good bad movies tell us who you think's gonna win an oscar and we will talk to you next week